Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode number 78. How about a Royal Caribbean cruise to the Southern Caribbean on Jewel of the Seas? This week, podcast listener Chris Lepian Christensen joins me once again to review his family's recent experience out of San Juan and what he liked and didn't like about his seven-night Jewel of the Seas cruise. Here we go. From time to time, we love to talk Royal Caribbean cruise reviews from our podcast listeners. And this week, we're joined by Dr. Chris Lapine Christensen. And you may remember back in episode 53, Chris joined us to talk about his previewing, in fact, his Jewel of the Seas cruise. And Chris is back from his cruise. Welcome back to the podcast, Chris. Thank you, Matt. Absolutely. And you did a Southern Caribbean cruise on Jewel of the Seas, one that I actually did last, was it last year? Two years ago. Relatively la- relatively soon, I did it uh, in the past, and it was a great cruise. I really loved it. Tell us about your experience. You're back now. Did you love the cruise as well? We loved the cruise. No complaints. Uh, we hadn't been on Royal in about nine years, so you know, I was a little hesitant having tried other lines, but it was everything I remembered it to be and more, and uh, I'm glad because we booked non-refundable airfare for another Royal cruise this summer, so... I was really hoping it'd be a good one. Nice, would you? And book? it was. Uh, we booked the Brilliams out of England, doing the Norwegian Fjords Iceland run. Nice, that's a great one. I like that. Um, but you know, the cruise that you took, I got to say, I was thinking about this earlier. I really think you did the Southern Caribbean out of San Juan, and I really think this is. I think it is the most underrated Caribbean itinerary, Royal Caribbean or otherwise. Um, I, I really feel like this is a really cool itinerary, really cool islands to visit. And, you know, people say, oh, it's out of San Juan. you got to fly there. But it's really not that far from the United States, especially if you're on the East Coast or, or somewhere near the East Coast. You know, even from New York, it's only it's it's just it's like four or five hours. And, you know, it's really not bad. And the opportunities to visit some of these islands are really unparalleled. Yeah, I think uh, we actually flew home via New York, and yeah, it's like uh, they schedule it for four hours, but it's more like a three-hour, 20, three-hour, 30-minute flight. So yeah, yeah, for us, it was a bit of a haul, but if you're going to make a pre- or post-cruise visit, it's great. And there were a number of people who did um, back-to-backs, and they change up the itinerary from week to week, so there's not a lot of repetition of ports, which is another a great option for those who are traveling far or have a lot of extra time to spend cruising. Absolutely. So we were on Jewel this season. You walk on Jewel, you're you're there for a little while. What are your what's your take here on Jewel this season? What did you like about it? Um it was a good size. Um you know, we've done bigger ships, we've done smaller ships, so it's always interesting to compare. Um I think it had the right set of amenities. I'm looking forward to the brilliance because it's been oasisized, if you want to call it that. It has some of the new restaurants. Um, some of the things that took me by surprise is I didn't expect to like the art as much. At night, we would go for walks on the decks, and the art was very diverse and kind of fun to look at from deck to deck. And we really enjoyed the cinema. Um, it's one of the few ships that has a dedicated cinema with uh, stadium seating. So that was a nice kind of evening activity um, when we didn't want to go to a show or something else. You know, um, but honest, the glass is great, had, you know, sorry. No, I was about to say, I had no idea there was a movie theater on the ship. <laughs> I never went there when I was on board, man, what we were missing out. Yeah, there's a, it's a 
I mean, it's the second best theater I've ever seen, uh, movie cinema I've seen. Of course, Disney wins the cake on the full-fledged theater. Um, but they, uh, it's, it's basically a, you know, a Epson projector, but it's housed in a unit. It's a full screen cinema stadium style with the movie style seats, you know, the ones that flip up when you get out of them. Um, I want to say it's like seven rows. It covers span, you know, it spans two decks. So, I mean, there's some depth to it. And it's right behind the Pit Stop Sports Bar. So uh, nice. we saw Disney Bears right after boarding. Um, and then we saw uh, Million Dollar Arm, nice. which my wife joked about whether or not Royal could show Disney movies on a Royal ship. <laughs> um, and I can't we uh, like Mom's Date Night or some kind of date night movie. And I think I saw uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2 or something like that. Cool. So it had a decent run of movies. Let's talk about your stateroom. Which What category stateroom did you have, and, and how did you like it? We did a category E. I don't remember if it's a one or a two. Uh, 7094. It's the big one right off the um, right on the hump off the Centrum. Okay, cool. Um, it was as noisy as you had said in your review at the Jewel. Um, it wasn't a big problem because we use a white noise app on my phone. Oh, so it helped drown out the noise, but they, the band was playing after midnight most nights. And if you didn't use earplugs or didn't have some kind of white noise app, I could see it being problematic. Yeah. It was just, we were unprepared for it. And for us, it was mostly, we would hear the bass from the central yes. music. And I guess we were lucky because I, I, or I passed out. I thought it came, it ended around midnight, but I guess, I guess not. But luckily you had the app there and that helps is, it's it's unfortunate because it's such a great room with those huge balconies, but the problem is you know is that music unless you're a night you know fiend and you just like going out and staying up till all hours of the evening then you won't have a problem at all. True. Um, luckily, we had um, we were on California time, which is four hours difference, so we weren't getting to bed until eleven or twelve anyway. So it wasn't a huge problem, and most of our activities off the ship started about nine or 10. So it wasn't a huge problem. We did have an option to upgrade for the same price to a D category. And I didn't do it because I wanted the large balcony, but they had stripped a lot of the lounge. There were no lounge chairs anymore on the balcony, like in days past. So I think, yeah. So I think I would have actually preferred the D category just for the added 20 square feet or so. Did you happen um, to ask the your stateroom attendant to bring you one? You know, I didn't. I, I okay. knew I could have. Um, it just was something that wasn't yeah. of great importance. Um, we're kind of of the point now that our son's older. We notice we don't use the balcony as much as we used to. Um, when he was younger and would take naps, it was a godsend to have as a retreat. But now that we're kind of out and about doing things, the balcony becomes a nice addition but not a necessity anymore fair enough fair enough let's talk about speaking of your son uh what did your son enjoy about this cruise um i don't think he's ever been on a cruise he hasn't enjoyed um (laughs) he what he enjoyed most was the kids club as always he uh, actually walked off with some new skills he uh, learned to juggle and he learned to do balloon animals um they actually had a talent show and what was kind of cool is they taught the kids talents if they didn't have one um 
when they came on the ship. So his talent was doing balloon animals. And it really kind of annoyed me because he walked away with one of those Royal Caribbean medals, which I have been striving on seven cruises to win and cannot win. I was coming second place at Bago or the other tournaments on deck. <laughs> and he's walking by like, what's the big deal? <laughs> exactly. So, oh, that's funny. Um, it's, too bad, it's too bad they didn't teach him some a useful talent like card counting. Or, or you know, uh, follow the follow the marble game. <laughs> well, you know, with a, with a casino gambling. on board, with a casino yeah. on board, they probably don't want to encourage card counting. <laughs> That's true. Well, what did you? Uh, let's talk about the dining on board for yourself. What uh, what what were your what was your review of the dining experience? Um, I will say I was shocked. I did not see any honey stung chicken on board. <gasps> they had regular I- chicken. Yeah, on embarkation day? Nope, none. It was regular wow. fried chicken, like southern fried chicken. Ah, that's too bad. I know. I was going to have a piece just for you. I appreciate that. Oh. But I did have a labadoozy for you. That was ah, my first see, there you go. second drink. Um, <laughs> the dining in the Windjammer, or Windjammer, um, was better than I remember. Um, the selection, I would have liked a little more variety. Um, it was a surprisingly good for dinner with, um, they had grilled chicken to order, grilled steaks to order, grilled salmon to order. They may have even had burgers grilled to order. And then on the other side, they had a theme every night. So one night it was like fajitas and quesadillas. Another night it was Asian, uh, another night it was Italian. So they really upped the game in the Windjammer at night, and I think we're really going to make more use of that when we're on board the Brilliance for 12 nights to kind of mix up the dining. Um, We did have uh, Portofino booked on Embarkation Day, only to discover that our reservation time um, was not confirmed because the restaurant was closed. So even though we were able to book it online in advance, the Portofino doesn't open until 8.30, and we had a 6 o'clock reservation. So we switched it over to Chops. Um, there were only uh, two other couples in Chops, and um, I think the service suffers whenever there's not enough people to kind of keep the staff busy. Um, but the food was good overall. Uh, my wife's was kind of... So, so by the time um, she thought about getting a substitute, she was full, so it wasn't a big deal. Um, d- main dining room, it was very good. Um, I really liked the lunch menu. We only have one day of lunch because they only do it on sea days, but it was very good. Um, and dinners were everywhere from good to excellent, depending on what you ordered and what the kind of theme of the menu was. Tell me you ate at the Seaview Cafe. We did several times, and I actually would argue that the Cuban is better than the Reuben. Really, you're you're a yeah. big fan of the of the of the Cuban, then? Not necessarily, not ordinarily, but, but I actually think in this case their uh, Cuban uh, won out. It was my uh, son's late night after the kids' club closed um, go to for a vegetarian sandwich. Heck yeah. There's never a bad time to go to Seaview Cafe. I'm telling you that right yeah. now. <laughs> well, especially when it's going to go away soon. Exactly. But yeah. I, so get I think the trick, though, is to order a vegetarian sandwich mm-hmm. and a hamburger without a bun, because then with the vegetarian sandwich, you get the avocado and all the good fixings. Ah, there you go. So yeah. You do a hybrid. Combine the two. 
I like yeah. it. I like it. Good tip. Vegetarians Let's talk about... might not be happy, but <laughs> <laughs> it's a thought that counts. Exactly. Let's... Let's talk about onboard activities. What did you do on board? What struck you? Was there any surprises? Any things you tried that were new? Um, I mentioned the movie theater, so there was that. Yeah, the movie theater. Uh, the Broadway show was excellent. Um, I actually thought the Welcome Aboard show was very good. They had a comedian. He was a little heavy on the uh, kind of stereotypical marriage, this is wife's do. But I like <laughs> that he kept it clean, and my okay. son was laughing his head off. We kind of sat sat towards the back because I didn't know at a you know it was like a ten o'clock show if he'd kind of push the envelope, but he was clean. My son laughed, so I was happy. Um, that was about the only stage show we saw. I'm kind of into the Broadway show tunes. I'm not into the other. Um, I think we had three headliners though. We had a. Uh, musical impressionist from Las Vegas. They had some uh, drumming troupe on the last C-Day, and there was one other, oh, the comedian. So um, they mixed it up pretty well in the main showroom. We had intended to go to The Quest, um, but we ended up having a two-and-a-half-hour dinner and missed it. And it was a, it was a good conversation dinner. We were my time dining, but we ended up talking to the table next to us, and the conversation just kept going and going and going, and then we roped in the table next to us into the conversation, so we had three generations of cruisers talking. Nice. Yeah. That's, that's, a, um, that's a great experience when you're, in the, when you're in the dining room and you get a chance to meet other people who are kind of like-minded, and it makes it for a much more interesting, you know, rather, I mean, it's not, that, not that you don't love your family, but it's nice to be able to, you know, talk to other people and kind of share experiences and of course you know as we're all fellow cruising geeks why not uh you know talk shop with other people that really enjoy it as well right and we came up across a, a number of cruisers who said oh we're not normal cruisers and we're kind of looking at each other like what does that mean meaning yeah. that wasn't their normal mode of vacation um ah. so we talked to a couple from florida who talked about all their grand river cruises so we had some interesting experiences there um, I would actually say the Jewel had the best mix of passengers I've ever experienced. Um, wow. They were super friendly. We went on excursions with people, and they became our instant friends when we'd see them back on board. Um, there was one guy I mistook for being on our excursion, and I apologized for that. And I said, oh, you just look like someone who was on the river tubing trip with us. And the very last night, he excused himself from his wife to come over when I was at the coffee bar to tell us to have a safe trip. So it's like just those odd introductions and then you develop these friendships that you wouldn't have expected and I've never seen on other cruises. So there's something either magical about the jewel or magical about people sailing out of San Juan that I haven't experienced in my previous 20 cruises. You know, I think it's I think it's a San Juan factor. We actually had a very similar experience. We took a group tour in Barbados. It was like a van tour of a couple different places, and we met a, a lot of people on there. And we, I'm still Facebook friends with a lot of those people. We'd happen to meet because we'd been on the same cruise as them all during the cruise. And lo and behold, we met up in the we were in this van stuck together. You know, had a common experience. And I think it's that I think it's because it's San Juan. Aside from the Puerto Ricans who may be on the cruise ship. 
oh, most everybody else has to fly there. And if you have to fly there, you're probably at some, not veteran level, but you're a seasoned cruiser. You've probably taken a cruise before. Most people, don't, I don't think, take San Juan cruises as their first cruise. True. And by that token, they're kind of a different breed. And that, I think, contributes a little bit to it. So maybe someone who's been on, say, Adventure of the Seas, which is a similar cruise out of San Juan, could, can confirm that. But that's my theory. And it's funny that you mentioned that because I had the exact same experience on my cruise. So that's, that's good to know, though. Yeah, and we did the other stuff. You know, we surprisingly did not use the pools at all. My son decided to do pools elsewhere. He was more interested in doing other things. He really liked the mini golf. That would be my only criticism. That it really needs a rehab. Um, the carpet's kind of torn up, but um, I've actually – I was surprised at how well-maintained the ship was. I've been on much older ships – sorry, much newer ships that were in disrepair compared to the Jewel. Um, the only real thing that stood out was the um, mini-golf. Everything else, you would think the ship was nearly brand new. Now let's talk about the islands you visited because this is a very port-intensive cruise. It's a seven-night cruise with only one sea day, so you're going to a lot of ports. Let's talk about the quickly go through the ports that you visited and what you liked, it, what you did, and whether you liked it or not. Okay, we were supposed to go to Tortola. They canceled it because of dock repair, so we ended up at St. Thomas. We were the only ship in port, which I think may have been the first time in history that yeah, St. Thomas say, <laughs> has was, only had one ship. I thought I felt the Earth's axis tilt a little bit, but okay. The the disadvantage of that is it was a Sunday and a lot of shops were closed, but we weren't really there. Um, our excursion got canceled, and I think it's because they can they changed the ports at the last minute, so a lot of people had them booked. Um, I will say Royal Caribbean went. Um, I was going to say overboard, but that's probably not the most appropriate term. <laughs> above uh, and beyond. Above and beyond. There you go. Um, which really speaks well to the new uh, what's that sky thing on Quantum. Um, North yeah, North Star. That's a good reference. Um, <laughs> they canceled our excursion because there were only five people booked on it, and we were three of the five. So they automatically booked us on a similar tour and delivered tickets to our cabin and said, hey, if this doesn't work, you know, just bring them by for a refund. So I like that they were proactive rather than making us chase down a new um, excursion. So it was a snorkeling trip to a shipwreck and reef, which was good. Um, free flowing rum punch, so you can't argue with that afterwards. <laughs> and they encouraged you to um, carry as much as you wanted off board, off the ship, or off the catamaran, because there are no open container laws in St. Thomas. So that was kind of a nice touch. Uh, we carried off a Diet Coke, so, you know, that tells you how wild and crazy <laughs> yeah, we are. Look out. <laughs> uh, next port was St. Kitts and we did um, we had a coupon through Royal Caribbean that gave us $25 off an excursion and we actually got an extra $25 off later in the week so we just decided to book with them and we did the Sugar Cane Train which is an 18 mile train across the uh, island you, you go by taxi and then they bring you back by taxi but Coming back, it's like a five-minute drive because you've pretty much trekked most of that on the train coming back. Um, it's a great way to see the interior of the island and uh, whatnot. I think in terms of value, it's the least impressive for value. Um, but again, there are free-flowing drinks on board um, with your excursion costs. So there, if you're a drinker, you could probably uh, 
recoup some of the costs there. But a hundred bucks for adults without a coupon, it, it's pushing the cost factor. How many Diet Cokes did you snag out of that one? Uh, <laughs> that one, yeah, not, not too many, but yeah, in terms of value. It wasn't there, but in terms of the scenery and seeing the island, it's good. If you're looking for a low-key, comfortable ride, it's the way to go. Uh, St. Martin, we did Leo Brown. Woo! Leo, um, Leo. Yeah, Leo's great. We had lunch. Well, obviously, we well, I don't know if that's obvious, but we bought him lunch, and he took us. My wife wanted uh, French food, so we, or like a French bakery, so we, he found us this hole-in-the-wall little French bakery. Um, which was cheap, which made it even better, um, because the Marigo side can be a bit pricey. Yes. Um, we were planning on doing the beaches, but we had done beaches in uh, Puerto Rico and the snorkeling, so we just actually strolled Marigo. He helped haggle with the shopkeepers when we wanted to buy something, so it was like having a, <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know what's the term I'm looking for, like having a representative yeah, little, with you yeah, a little muscle over there like exactly agent, please <laughs> um we you know we walked up to the french fort in marigo um we had stopped by is that maho beach where the planes land yes absolutely we didn't want to wait for klm so we went over to marigo and actually when we were at the top of the fort there's an old french fort from i want to say the 1600s um, we actually saw the big 747 land, so it was kind of neat to see from that perspective. And by the time we got back to the beach, it was actually taking off. So we kind of got to see it up close for its takeoff and far away for its landing, and then we saw the other planes land. But I don't know, if, you saw, I don't know if, you, if you've seen the takeoff from this. The takeoff, I think, is far more impressive than the landing. Yes. Because the airport faces literally a mountain. And these planes, they sit on the runway, they hold the brakes down, they pump their engines right. so to get them really ready to go. And when they take off, it's like a bullet straight in. It's like a space shuttle. It just goes we, straight up. And it is – I'm would i never flying out of there. I'm just telling you that right now. No, we were there on the beach when the 747 took off. We had made it back by then. Okay. And yeah, the, the way the sand pelts you and stuff, it's just crazy. Yeah, it is. Um and um, you know, Leo's just a great guy. He knows he's, everyone. We yeah, he's met wonderful. his uncle. He's a, <laughs> he's a great driver. If anyone's going to St. Martin and wants his number, just send me an email. Matt yeah. at Rocaribianblog.com. I'm happy to hook you up with him. Yeah, I'm happy to send you a picture of his license plate. I have it hanging in my office. <laughs> um, my son, he said told my son something like, you know, make sure you look me up when you're back on the island. And my son's like, well, how am I going to remember you? What if I forget you? He's like, oh, there's my taxi number. It's like 303 or 305. I, it's, I can't see it from where I'm sitting right now. And he's like, oh, I don't know if I can remember that. And Leo pulls out a coin and takes off his license plate off his cab and gives it to him. And, I, you know, I argue with him, you know, this has got to cost you a lot of money. Don't worry about it. I'll take a picture. He's like, oh, it's the first of the year. I have to get new plates anyway. So my son now has a license plate from St. Martin. That's funny. Uh, and he he found out my wife was a dog lover, so we ended up going by his house, and his dog was on the balcony, so he whistled. He's like, oh, that's so-and-so, Chachi, or I can't remember the dog's name. And yeah. so my wife was all excited she got to see his dog. <laughs> Wonderful. I love it. Uh, and then our my favorite port was uh, Dominica. 
cool. we did a river tubing and Hibiscus Falls excursion. This is where we made all the best friends on the trip. Um, you, we were lucky. We had a tour guide by the name of Danny who did a thesis on um, uh, plants. So he actually would point things out and have the bus stop, and he brought plants on board and have you guess what they're used for and tell you what they're used for for coughs or colds or this is cinnamon, this is uh, stuff we use to dye food. He had the kids paint themselves in war paint because there's this fruit they use that looks like a pomegranate inside, and they use that to dye food. So the kids were – he encouraged them to put it on their face. Um, So that was fun. Um, It's like class one and two rapids. Um, So it's a fun ride. You just kind of drift down. You have to wear helmets and life vests. The big excitement was I dropped my water camera when I almost tipped over. Um, but the guys are really good, and they swam down and got it. There you go. So I have four minutes of people passing overhead from an underwater <laughs> perspective because it was recording at the time. That's funny. Um, and then in Barbados, we did um, a four-by-four tour monkey experience, and it was actually one that left at one thirty, scheduled to get back right at all aboard time so it was kind of one of those i'm glad i'm taking it through royal because there is no wiggle room if you're late um and it leaves late mainly so that you can get to this uh wildlife reserve at feeding time um and it was pretty cool we were able to feed monkeys peacocks um and see all kinds of interesting animals including something that looks like a cross between a rat and a rabbit the most bizarre looking animal I've ever seen. I can't say that's an animal I want to ever meet, but good to know. Exactly. Um, and a very big python. Oh, so. <laughs> it's quite an eclectic collection of animals you happen yes. to see. I think the most interesting thing is watching the monkeys ride on the back of tortoises to the feeding trough. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you know, mobile. Wow, it's it's like a scene out of The Lion King, I think. Exactly, it kind of did, because they're all at this like giant feeding trough, and you have everything from deer to tortoises to monkeys to that weird cross-bred animal thing. Um, so it was pretty interesting. Very nice, very nice. So this sounds like a, a great little cruise, and I'm glad you had a good time. And Chris, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Matt. I apologize, but I'm feeling a little bit under the weather, so I won't be able to read emails this week, but I want to thank everybody for some great messages. I've got them all ready for upcoming email, and we'll have another episode coming to you next week. So until next time, I'm Matt Hochberg, and we'll talk again soon.